much for joining us. This is Unlock You with Dr. Shannon Crawford. I'm a clinical psychologist, leadership consultant, and a really big fan of you getting to fulfill your life purpose. I want you to get unstuck and unlock your potential relationally, emotionally, spiritually, and vocationally. Thanks for joining us and let's get started. This is Dr. Shannon Crawford with Unlock You. And here are some amazing friends of mine that I met at the 3W Summit. Rebecca and Andy are pastors in Atlanta, and they have the best style ever. Just, I mean, they're super fun and intelligent and all the God stuff, but they also just have really great style. And apparently during COVID, when everybody else is like trying to figure out what they're going to do with their lives, they're like, we this big church building. Why don't we just start renting out space to let business people use our space? And apparently she's got some style and nails. They've got some great hair from some of these vendors that are now leasing space in their church, which is bringing the community into their church building. So talk about strategic. I want to learn from people like this who take a really rough year like COVID 2020 and actually can grow and optimize for any of you listening, you have potential in your circumstances and you may feel like, oh my gosh, my circumstances are rough. I can't do this. My mood, my emotions, my relationships, but I want you and me to learn from a couple like this, who has turned something so rough into an opportunity, an obstacle that would have caused many of us, me included to back down. They leaned in and they grew through that. So they have so much wisdom and I'm excited for this episode to just hear some ways that we can get unlocked and unstuck and maximize our potential. So thank you, Rebecca and Andy for being oh, awesome. Thank you for thank having you. us. We're so excited to be with you today in your podcast, Unlock You. Absolutely. Oh. This is an honor. We're excited and we're thrilled. Yay. <laughs> awesome. All right. So what would you say if somebody were sitting in front of you and they were just feeling really stuck and they didn't even know where to start? Like they have really hard circumstances and they just need somebody to help them find and locate where they might be stuck? Hmm. That's a good question. You want me to kick it <laughs> yes, off? I what an honor. I want to make sure that. <laughs> so um, I think that, let me speak personally. Um, I believe one of the areas that really, um, my first encounter with God that really mm -hmm. transformed my life was the love of the father. And uh, I think part of my upbringing that led me into uh, street life and, and, you know, drugs and different, you know, nonsense um, was trying to fill a void. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that was uh, rejection and fear that was locked up because of the lack of fatherhood growing up. So, I mean, there's different studies that have come out on the brain and how it's activated through love and fear. Yeah. And so I just really noticed that that first encounter of love really unlocked so much inside of me. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, there was so much that was put in because of the lack of father, because of a broken home. And so people are looking for identity to try to fill the void mm -hmm. or they're living full of fear. And those are big time roadblocks, if you may, mm -hmm. into the heart, into the mind. And, you know, for me, it was the love of daddy God. Mm 
that messed me up, that completely, oh, I was undone. And I became so radically saved. I mean, there is no one that I did not mm. preach to in Miami, Florida. I'm talking about <laughs> hundreds of thousands of people leading to the Lord around the world. And it was unlocked through an encounter with the love of the mm. Father. And I think there's many people, there's a crisis of fatherhood in this generation. There's a crisis of identity and the father brings that identity. And, you know, I'm, I'm talking about, you know, the fatherhood of God, male and female together. Um, and so uh, to me, I think it's so important that this generation encounters God as dad, encounters God as Abba. Uh, you know, I, I hear believers pray to God, but I don't hear many refer to God as daddy and papa and know him as their father and trust daddy God as their father. And there's nothing greater that can unlock potential in our life from fear and doubts than the love of God. When we encounter the love of Papa God. And so to me as a young man, when that love became liquid love that I call it in my heart, my goodness, it broke so many chains. It broke so many. I was able to forgive my father for the first time in my life. I was able to instantly be set free from drugs, clubs, and street life, and womanizing, and all the crazy stuff. It was from one day to the next, Shannon, Dr. Shannon. It was not a process of a week, a month, or years. That's what happened with me. That encounter was so radical. I was instantly leading hundreds and thousands of kids in the schools, um, led about 2,000 kids in that high school to Christ, um, you know, going to the streets, speaking to the prostitutes, drug addicts. And it was really the key of unlocking the fatherhood. And the Bible talks about, you know, that the spirit of adoption sets us free. I'm no longer a slave to fear, right? I am a child of God. So I really feel that at the core, many believers, even believers, are struggling with so many strongholds of fear and struggling with so many uh, different areas of the what ifs and am I good enough and can I make it and it's never been done and you know can it really happen and I just had the bad news today a uh, good good friend of mine that I grew up in the church winning souls with from the streets we grew up in the ways of the Lord together love my brother we just found out uh, that he died yesterday in Miami Beach swimming with his daughter. A rip uh, current. current overtook him. He was able to save his 11-year-old daughter, um, and he drowned, and his body appeared this morning at 9 in the morning. It's like, it's just unreal to even think that. And when I process this, the only thing I can go to is back to Daddy God, to trust mm -hmm. the Father, and to understand that God as our father would never let us go through anything. Mm. He would never allow anything to happen without there being a greater purpose. Mm. So I, I, you know, I'll, I'll continue in a little bit to let my wife share, but mm -hmm. I think first of all, to kick it off, I think it's that area where people in general, we all do struggle in one way, shape or form with that area of fear and the father's revelation in our lives is going to unlock that. There's a reason why Jesus said, when you pray, our father, which are in heaven, understand yeah. that. So yeah. that's one area that we can tackle oh, today. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I really believe that God is calling up a new generation where, 
Yes, we have our struggles, our fears, our doubts, but it's time to act upon and stand in faith because God is in faith. And the, the scripture comes to my mind is the substance of things hoped for. Mm-hmm. And it's the evidence of that seen and manifested. And I believe that that substance is the faith of God. And now is the time that as children of God to really stand up in boldness and really start to like operate in their fullness or potential. Well, God has, you know, it's like one thing that I've learned in the pandemic was it was like a reset for a lot of people. Um, And it was a time for us to sit and really observe and like, what's going on with my life? What am I not doing? What have I said I was going to do and I didn't do? And now we have a chance to actually act upon it. So what are we waiting for? We can't use excuses of we don't have money. We don't have resources. We don't have education. We don't have connections because all of that is irrelevant before God's presence he is uh, the source of everything. And when all we really need to do is become one with him, become one with his promise and his voice. He already spoke it. See, Jesus died on the cross for our sins. He died and he resurrected, right? So it is done. The work is finished. Right. It's just a matter of us to receive, believe by faith, appropriate to that word of God, and then act upon what is that dream that you may, the listener may be having right now, that it's a dream to use far-fetched, it's impossible, maybe the people around you are saying you can't get this done, you you know, you can't afford it, it's just too risky, you have to quit your nine to five to step out in it, you know, what, what is God doing in your life, and, and what is he saying for you to do, really, are we going to take another year off and think, should we do, should we not do, or are you going to act upon it, and that's the difference between those that are really bold in faith to say, you know what, I'm going to take a risk here, but how many times have we taken risks in God, and we've come to realize, wow, it was worth taking that risk, you know, right. yeah, right, yeah, and, and love is risk, you know, and faith is risk. Love is risk. And, you know, I, I really, you know, I think that sometimes it goes hand in hand, right? Because usually we don't take steps of risk because of fear, mm-hmm. fear of, of the unknown and fear of failure. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, to me personally, I have seen that boldness came in my life and uh, the boldness, you know, people would ask me around the world because, um, you know, I would stand on top of a, a DJ stand in the middle of a club, snatch the microphone and win 300 <laughs> people to Christ, right? Uh, or I'll, I'll be in my university in, uh, orientation and take the mic and preach to 2000 people yeah. and, and just do crazy acts of boldness. And the Bible says in, in Daniel that they who do know their God shall do great exploits. Yeah. So, you know, speaking of unlocking one is, you know, the love of the father, really knowing God as daddy and talking to God as daddy and believing that daddy's listening and talking to him as such um, and receiving his love. You would be surprised how many believers pray, but don't know how to receive. Mm, tell me more. How, how do people receive? Well, it's, it's childlike faith. Yeah. It's, it's, it's childlike. The, the apostle Paul says, I fear that you've lost the simplicity that is in Christ Jesus. And it's literally, you know, sitting down and me being able as a, as a child, as a baby, like Christian in my heart, as childlike faith to just see that in my heart, 
heart and know that he loves me, that he's there with me, that his presence is there. Even when I don't feel it, even if I don't see it, even if there's no answer around, he said, I will always be with you to the ends of the earth. The presence of Jesus is ever present. Mm -hmm. It's here right now. And it takes mm -hmm. childlike faith to simply tap into that. And so yeah. um, seeing that I am daddy's favorite, Papa loves me and thinking that way. And so I think that's one key that unlocks experiencing God. And then number two, as my wife was saying is, is that from that intimacy with God, you grow, this boldness comes out because I'm not standing on my own feet. I'm standing on his word, on daddy's words. So Peter says, listen, I, I can't jump on this water. I'm going to drown, but on your word, in other words, he didn't walk on water. He walked on his words. He walked on daddy's words. He was, the water was solidified by the words of Christ, the rema that came from God. So I think that when we understand that we're not walking on, 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 you know, soft, um, watered ground, we're walking on fertile words that God has spoken and daddy's never going to let us down. Daddy's never going to, he said, wherever you put your feet, Joshua, I'm going to give it to you. And so I think that when we just let go and let God, so receiving, you know, becoming a sponge to really accept and receive who I am, it's really that simple. We just complicate it as human beings. We overthink it, yeah. but it's really going back to the basics and faith is connection with God. Mm -hmm. And, and whenever we lose that faith, we're basically losing the connection. There's that roadblock again, whether it's a thought that I can and I won't. So to me at a personal level, as a lifestyle every day, um, I want to remain conscious to my connection with dad. Wherever I go, my heart, my mind, my thoughts, I, I want to be conscious. His presence is with me. He's never going to leave me. Daddy is in every situation with me. And my father's always going to come through. So, so I think that because we've had that moment during the quarantine, right. In the pandemic, um, where we were able to connect with God mm -hmm. and we became one with God, God then deposited in us, not only his boldness, but his instructions for our lives for the next season. Yeah. And which was supernatural culture, community center, workspace, sure. call it what you will. And but what happens so beautifully, what happens in, in, in this encounter with God is you become one with him, right? He deposits instructions and it's to bless you. It's to flourish you. It's to multiply you. It's to put your word in action and really see how that boldness manifests. Not just me saying I'm bold, I'm bold, <laughs> but really walking in that, like he said, when Peter's walked on water, I'm going to now start to walk on uncharted territory. So what happened? Initially, we started to pray about it. And when we prayed, someone came to us and said, hey, would you be willing to rent out one of your rooms to my salon? Because I got to do a transition. The pandemic hit me hard financially. I can't maintain my salon that it's in so-and-so area where he was paying a certain amount, right? And what happened next? We decided, sure, let's go for it. <laughs> and so I, I, I think that, man, it's, it's just, it's crazy. We would have never thought that in the middle of a pandemic, we would see more wealth. We would see more increase. <laughs> we would see more expansion. We're, we're launching our second campus. Um, oh. Our ministry continues to grow in different aspects. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, so it's been the total opposite for us. While it was total destruction, 
for the people of God, I believe, you know, there's a scripture in the Bible that says you would see the difference between the righteous and the one who doesn't serve the Lord. And a a line has been drawn in the sand. Mm. And, you know, the kingdom of God is not for cowards. Mm. The kingdom of God is not, you know, this has really exposed the heart of the bride. Mm -hmm. And none of us are perfect. We're being perfected in Christ. But this is about really God saying, I'm drawing a line in the sand. And I want my sons and daughters that will not bow down or compromise the truth. My word, my principles, my kingdom will not water down the gospel just to please the itching ears of men. I want a remnant that will stand and believe me in the middle of the fire, in the middle of the storm, that I can, you can speak peace and it will be still that no plague would come nigh your dwelling. Mm. And it takes faith. It takes radical faith. And the Bible says the kingdom of God suffers violence. And I'm not talking about a physical violence of fighting with people. It's a spiritual attitude. It's a winner's mentality. God is undefeated. He's never lost the battle and we will never lose the battle. Why? Because even what appears to be a loss, God will always turn it around for good. It's that winning attitude. We're talking about unlocking. We talked about the love of the father. We talked about, you know, taking steps of faith. We talked about instructions. And, and, and another one is, is understanding mindsets. My mentality has to change if I want to enter into my new season. Mm, yes. I don't wait to see the breakthrough. I'm already thinking I have the breakthrough. I'm already in my mind every single day, speaking it, thinking, meditating on it, hearing it. We laugh about it. We say jokes about it. We rehearse (laughs) our faith. We do something called the faith rehearsal. And we will literally rehearse driving the car that we want to drive. We will rehearse the type of things that we envision for our future. We get into that rehearsal of faith and we begin to act out the things that we're imagining. And so, man, there's so many keys. And let me tell you another one. And I know we're almost done, but another one is innocence. Mm, Innocence is such a powerful key that unlocks the supernatural. Jesus said, if you want to enter my kingdom, become like a child. So, you know, a, a lot of us as believers, you know, there's a, this is an interesting read. And as a doctor, you probably have heard of this, this uh, study. There's a study of children when they're born, they would test the different areas of the brain and they, they found the areas of reason, um, the energy levels or the heat from thinking or processing, whatever, there was nothing or very low. Mm-hmm. And as that child grew to one year or two years, you may have already seen that study, there's red triggers that the computer detects from the areas of, of reasoning. Mm-hmm. And so literally as the adult grows, more and more that reasoning is activated. And so now we understand why Jesus said, if you want to enter my kingdom, go back to the beginning. Go back to the way you came in. Mm-hmm. I want a rebirth is not just about a spiritual rebirth. It's about transforming our minds to think not as an immature child, but as an innocent-minded man of God that can think and see with the eyes of God. Mm. So God doesn't see what we see, mm. you see. And, you know, I just had a friend, as I mentioned, that died uh, in Miami yesterday, and they found his body in the seashore. And I have to, in my mind, remember that the Bible still says that the death of the saints mm. is the glory of God. God mm. celebrates. He was receiving his child home. I don't think that way. But daddy thinks that way. And I have to reset my mind and say, okay, if God sees it that way, 
then everything is all well. Another key of, of the flowing in the innocence part, I think that it's very important for us to not try to figure God out yeah. or spoil the surprise yeah. because it's it, it can be a little um, worrisome, anxiety, stressful. Yeah. And when we tap into stress, Beautiful. we're disconnecting from God, God's essence of who he really is. God is a God of rest. So and good. that is a manifestation of God's glory. He wants us to be in a state of rest. You know, the word familiar, one of the definitions for the word familiar is to lose the element of surprise. <laughs> Say that again. Say that again. I'm one of the here. <laughs> definitions of familiarity is to lose the element of surprise. Wow. Thus, the reason why mar many Jeez. marriages end in destruction oh, man. is because the element of surprise, surprise is lost. Is they become familiar oh. and the love tank is empty they take it for granted the little details they're not really as appreciative to say wow babe you went out of your way to do this exactly. and then they lose that honeymoon state how sad is and that? they get triggered very easy because that love tank is empty yeah. that emotional connection is empty yeah. and so even in that it's so powerful to understand. I just feel right now to pray for the listeners right now that if they feel that they've crossed that line of familiarity with a relationship and even with God in many times where God has wanted to bless us and we just missed the mark. And God is like, what are you talking about? I just opened the store. Then there's no reaction. There's no gratitude. Then you don't deserve that door. That's the line that we got to be careful with not crossing. So let's just pray for those Absolutely. listeners right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, yeah. we send a word over every listener right now that maybe is feeling conviction out of listening to this moment, these nuggets of wisdom, God. Father, right now, may you remove the burden, the veil that's separating. May you remove any issue and any question, any mindset that is separating us from Jesus. you, God. We repent from every spirit of familiarity and taking you lightly, God. And in this moment, we ask that you re-enter, revisit, and re-encounter us, God. That when you move, may we become sensitive to the move of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Yeah, so Father, and we speak peace into every mind right now, Father, all fear. Yes. In the conscience, subconscious, in the mind, in the memories, and the pictures, and images, and mm, yes, thought God, patterns, and habits, and strongholds. Father, we uproot it from the root, and yeah. we speak the word of the Lord, God. I yes. declare your word uproots all fear, uproots, my God, every negative mindset that does not allow people to enter into their new season right yes. now. In the name of Jesus, I oh, declare yes, that our minds are being washed and transformed mm, in yes, your word. Yes, yes. And your word is renewing yes. us to think how you think yes, and to restore the innocence that is in yes. Christ Jesus. Yes. That we thank you, we release yes. and we activate an atmosphere of faith yes. to walk and take steps of boldness yes. to Lord do godly risk faith actions, God, yes. to rehearse our faith for the impossible mm. and see the impossible become possible. In Jesus' name, we activate the church and we unlock them into a greater dimension. Yes, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Oh, so I feel full. Um, <laughs> well,
Well, one, I want to honor how much power comes out. Like every word I'm like, yes, 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 yes. I'm just so excited. Um, so to recap, I think that you've said so many nuggets. So I just want to make sure that I underscore them. So for anybody out there who has struggled in religion, or you've been kind of nominal, or you've been a Christian, or it feels distant. I think the key that Andy gave us, um, pastor Andy, um, about being able to know the father's heart. And I think you also made a really good differentiation between what you're imagining and you can do that with fear and you can do it with projections of a negative father image or absence of a father and how that can get into our God image and it can distort how we see the Lord. And so for anybody who's having a hard time with that, or it feels perverse or it feels distant or God's mad at you like he's Zeus, I just want to remind you that you have power. Jesus said, come to me like a child. And a big part of a child is they use their imagination and they have childlike wonder. And like Andy was, yeah. Pastor Andy was saying that as a kid, there is all this um, neuro networks that have not been formed, which actually enable us to have more faith when we're innocent, because I'm just childlike. And I'm like, of course, I need you for my next meal. Of course, I need you to pick me up and take care of everything. And of course, I need to imagine what I'm going to be in the future. And so that's just so delightful to the Lord. And I want to just echo that, that in my own life, I've journaled with the Lord, like, wouldn't it be cool if and so many of those things have come to pass that I would even forget about. And yet the Lord is so sweet. And it was like, he's not a genie in a bottle that I'm demanding he has to do this. But as a daughter coming to a dad or a son coming to a dad, you're like, hey, wouldn't this be cool? And I may not get it on my time frame. And I may not get it in the way that I expect a little entitlement that he has to clean out, but he will bring it around in a way that it's good for you. And the timing is good for you and you're ready to steward it. So I love the intimacy of coming to him as a daddy. And so one of the things I've found, if you've had a really rough relationship with authority figures, one thing that can be helpful is to start looking in culture at good fathers and what that looks like. And then imagine times a thousand infinity, how much better your heavenly father is than that. So what you're doing is you're applying faith to say, God is love. God is good. So if I see any father in culture in movies or celebrities or a person in your neighborhood, whatever it is, and you go, how much more is my father good than this human being who's made just a, a fraction of how amazing God's love is for me. So that's activating your faith by applying the nature of God to the way that he treats you. I grew up as one of those people in church, but thought God was always mad and disappointed. And it really capped and limited my ability to receive from him. So yeah. I love that part about, we also have to receive that a lot yeah. of people pray and we send out, but we're not necessarily sitting down expecting oh that is so important. activating our faith and visualize getting in the car and marching on your little prayer faith things, right. And uh, the house you're going to live in or whatever, that it's not a, um, a mammon of where I have to have that to be happy. Uh, God's obviously not going to honor an idol, but what he will do is He'll put dreams and desires in your heart to yeah. talk to him about it. And then he yeah. gets to be the hero that you get to receive exactly. from. And so yeah. when you stay innocent and it's about him and building his kingdom and you're in relationship with him, it's his joy and his delight to fulfill the desires of your heart. And I love, um, 
um, Pastor Rebecca and sharing about her intense desire for you to step into faith, to activate your faith, to believe and to say, hey, you know what? We're in an economy that's rough. We're in a pandemic. Whatever your circumstance, some of you may be going through a divorce or a bankruptcy, something really hard may be going on in your life. You can stay there and imagine catastrophize the worst case scenario. Or you can activate your faith and say, God, what's the pivot? What's the upgrade? How do you want to use this um, as an opportunity in my life instead of just staying with the way of the world and where we're differentiating those who look to United States or circumstance or government as our source, we're going to be sorely disappointed. But those who are looking to the kingdom of righteousness, where he is our source, we truly are separated and we live with a different economy, a different health, a different yes. um, ability to live yes. in a peace in the middle of chaos, mm -hmm. a peace that transcends all understanding, guarding our heart and mind in Christ Jesus. So it is possible to come out of the culture and the way the world is doing things and come into this place of hope and excitement that he has a favorable outcome for you, that you are not the way of the world. You are a child of God and you can start confessing and believing that and then getting around people like pastors, Andy and Rebecca, who are living this, walking this, filling you up. How can people get plugged in? with your church, your, your books, your podcast, like how do people find you and get more of this? So they stay built up, move to Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all going to be spread around. So I don't think they have to move to Georgia. That's right. That's true. <laughs> Come on now, prophet. <laughs> yes. We're, um, they can get a uh, hold of us through supernatural culture, uh, underscore on Instagram and supernatural culture, GA and Facebook. We have our website, supernaturalculture.org, but also our personal Instagrams, Andy Arguez and Rebecca Arguez, and also our podcast, Heaven on Earth. So on Charisma, excited. Charisma podcast. They can check yes. us out, Heaven on Earth. Yeah. It's going to be really cool. So awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and there's their book which I now own a signed copy of about their love story <laughs> and how cute yeah. they are in this adventure of trusting God with their spouse and how yeah. obviously compatible and delightful, like they're just feeding on each other. They're like, their spirits are getting ministered to as they talk. And it's just so delightful that they're not looking at each other. Like, are you finished yet? Are you saying that again? Oh, right? Like yeah. there's no familiarity here. There's yeah. just this sense of childlike awe and wonder and respect and enjoyment. And so for anybody in a relationship, you also want to look as, um, at relationships like these and use it as a template and just do a heart check. Don't look at the other person that you're in relationship with. Look at yourself and say, how can I unlock? my potential of serving and loving and respecting and delighting in hanging on every word that my spouse says, instead of saying, well, if he or she would change that, then I would do my part. Right. Most things in the kingdom is I have to step out and I serve first, and then the Lord brings the harvest. So I also just want to point that out that they have a phenomenal marriage. It's real behind the scenes. I can vouch for that, not just on camera. Um, and so if you're following them, you'll see another good example. Like we talked about God image. You want to look at healthy fathers. You also want to look at healthy marriages. Many people didn't grow up with a good example. And so we just learned to talk short and brief and succinct and critical and harsh and demanding and rude and familiar instead of honoring and delighting and serving and giggling and making the other person yes. feel like they are the center of the universe. And they we work, that we, so well. when we work out, we, like I was, 
we were talking about the other day. It's like, man, we we walk around this gym like if we're still dating. Like people look at us. <laughs> Eleven years later, and we're, we're with three kids. We're laughing and we're joking with each other. And we just we, the other day we're like, oh my goodness, like we're, we're acting like feels like we're still dating. like like if we're still dating and people look at us and probably don't even know that we're married with three kids. <laughs> yeah. And that feels awesome. King that, of that, marriage, I love that it. That to me, that to me is success. Yes, it's truly mm. it's God in the center, and and family. Yes. Yeah. So and our so. book is called The Naked Truth Book, written by. Andy and Rebecca Arguez. It's a very short book, seven chapters on advice for those that are courting, those that are dating, our those story, that are married, our love story. and advice on just relationships. And that's right. That we hope that it will bless so you. Good. Love it. Love it. All right, guys, I'll let you go. I know you have a busy day. Thank you for your time. And everybody, thank you for watching and listening. Uh, we will see you for the next episode of Unlock You with Dr. Shaden Crawford. Bye guys. Hey friends, thanks for listening. We would love for you to get plugged in with the Unlock You community. So follow the links below and stay up to date with upcoming content, events, and groups. We are here to invest in you and tailor episodes around your interests. Post comments, and hey, if there are any specific topics you'd like to hear about, let us know so we can strategically build content that is meaningful to you. And will you share this podcast so we can invest into more amazing people? Be sure to hit subscribe so we can see you for the next episode.